Welcome to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, online nutritionist, weight loss coach, and hormone fixer-upper. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of information and inspiration, sharing with you simple and effective strategies from health, wealth, and all things personal growth. Get ready to become the master of your hormones and experience vibrant health to live a life of more power and possibility. Welcome back, everybody, and happy spring and welcome to April. I can't believe three months have already gone by, and it's been quite the year so far. We are all globally experiencing the coronavirus and lockdown and quarantine and all of it. And I just hope you guys are all staying safe and staying healthy and really trying to find all the good amongst this craziness, you know, the good of reconnecting to yourself, to your health, to your body, to your family, slowing down and going outside in nature. I know that there's a lot of things that are closed, of course. There's not a lot that we can do. And so being outside, I think like we are on literally like walk 439. Like we just keep going for so many walks because you just get a little stir crazy inside your house, right? So we're over here eating really good food and we ordered some board games off of Amazon. We ordered a Nerf gun <laughs> because we thought we we're going to like set up targets around the house and like have a little friendly competition. So we're getting creative over here. And I actually like, I'm so grateful for it. It's times like this where, you know, you have certain things taken away from you that you really start to appreciate the small stuff and, and the people around you. So I'm super grateful for that. And of course, at the end of the day, I do want us all to come out of this feeling healthy and strong, and I want it to be over sooner than later. And here in Toronto, at least, they've canceled pretty much every major event until I think the end of June. So I really don't think kids are going back until September. They haven't officially announced that yet. They have in certain provinces, but they haven't officially said that yet. But I really can see the kids going back to school. So um, yeah, I mean, we live in a neighborhood where there's a lot of families. There's a lot of kids, a lot of dogs. So when I'm sitting here in my office, like right now, I can see like this couple, they're on their run right now. They're walking their dog. Um, the park is basically closed off, but there is a park right across the street. There's a basketball court. There's a whole bunch of trails right across the street. So kids are out there riding their bikes and, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Get out there and enjoy what you can. And if you've got kids, like we don't have kids, so I can only imagine what it might be like inside your house and everyone going a little bit stir crazy. So you got to get outside, you know, and that's what we've been doing. So hope you guys are all doing well and just taking it day by day, stride by stride. So today we have a really great episode. I am speaking with Reed Davis and we dive into hormone health and we talk about how hormones, you know, why are they important to the body, the role and the jobs of hormones and what they're really in charge of in your body, the different symptoms you might be experiencing hormonally and what are some natural things that you can really do to balance out your hormones. We also talk about cellular health. And a big thing we also talk about is testing. You know, Reed has conducted 
tens and thousands of of hormone tests and just labs in general. And we talk about some of those common denominators that he's seen across the board with lab testing. So it's a really great episode that I hope you get a lot of value out of. Before I officially dive into that and share a little bit more about Reed, I just want to share some really great products that we've been using and give you guys some awesome discount codes. So number one, loving my adrenal chill right now. It is so needed. Adrenal Chill is a product from Canprev, and it is basically ashwagandha, a specific form of ashwagandha that has been clinically studied and tested to really help support your cortisol levels and really nourish the adrenal glands. And so it also has some L-theanine in there, which is really great for calming the body as well. So I've been taking basically one capsule twice a day, and I take it with breakfast and also with lunch. And that has just been my go-to adrenal support right now. I love the name of it, Adrenal Chill, because that's basically what it's doing. And also I do find that my sleep is so much better when I am really consistent and supporting my adrenal health. And so that's something that's really key. If you find that your, your sleep is off, especially at a time like now where you're maybe working from home, plus you also have your kids at home. You know, you're feeling uncertain and worried and fearful about all that's going to happen and more stresses coming on, whether that's financially, you know, professionally, personally, whatever that might look like. Adrenal support will definitely be helpful during this time. So that product again is Adrenal Chill. It's amazing for stress and anxiety. And we don't have an actual coupon code for you guys to go use for this product because you can't get it directly from the CanPrev website, but you can head on over to natures-source.com and you can definitely get it there and they do ship internationally. So you can check it out there and they always have some amazing sales there. So head on over there to check it out there. Some other products, North American Herb and Spice. You guys know I talk about this one a lot. I love their Hemp and All PM product for sleep. It is so great. It's a blend of hemp oil with some hops and some chamomile. It also has oregano oil in there and cinnamon. So it does taste very strong. It's quite potent, but it works so great. And I've been also using their Hemp and All CF, and that's their daytime for- formula for calm and for focus. So I use them both. They're really amazing. You can head on over to North American Herb herbandspice.com and you can save 15% off anything on their website with the coupon code HOLISTIC15 and they do ship internationally as well. And then on the beauty care side, Skin Essence. You guys know I love their products. They have certified organic, really beautiful, wildcrafted products and skincare oils. I'm a really big fan of their Nourish Oil. It's really beautiful. They have an amazing skincare mask as well. And their products are just completely natural. There is no toxins in them whatsoever. I also love that they are bottled in amber glass bottles. So it really does preserve the plant oils that are in the bottles. And you guys can save 20% off anything off the Skin Essence website. Use the coupon code Healthy Hormones, and that will save you 20%. And I think if you order over $50 worth, I think you get free shipping as well, So, which is a really nice bonus. So you can shop for them in Canada as well as the US. So that's a really nice bonus too. I know a lot of people are shopping and ordering online. I get it. We're all at home right now, so we're not really heading out to a lot of stores. So just wanted to share some really great products and discounts with you guys. And be sure to come follow me over on Instagram because... 
We reached episode 100 last week of the podcast. So for all of April, we've got some amazing giveaways. We're doing some giveaways with North North American Herb and Spice, with Canprev, even with AOR, and we might do some skin essence as well. So stay tuned for those. Follow me over on Instagram at Holistic Wellness Foodie so that you can grab uh, some of those goodies and uh, win one of our giveaways. That would be awesome. All right. So Let's dive into our podcast today. Let me introduce you to Reed Davis. He's a holistic health practitioner and a certified nutritional therapist and an expert in functional lab testing and holistic lifestyle medicine. He is the founder of Functional Diagnostic Nutrition and the FDN certification course. He has served as the health director and case manager at a wellness center in California for over 10 years and now teaches the FDN course with over 2,500 trainees and graduates in 50 countries. Reed is known as one of the most successful and experienced clinicians in the world, having provided functional lab testing assessments to over 10,000 clients. He's also the clinical advisor for biohealth laboratories and lives in the U.S., teaching the FDN certification course and helping his graduates build robust private practices. I really hope you enjoy our episode today. Thanks so much for being here. And you can always head on over to our show notes, holisticwellness.ca forward slash episode 101. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy today's episode. Hi, Reid. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. Before we dive in, can you share with our audience a little bit about who you are and what you do? Well, hey, Samantha. Thanks a lot for having me on your podcast. And, you know, we go way back, you and I, but I'll let the folks know that I started working in this field 20 years ago. I was in environmental law, so I was already kind of saving the planet air birds, water, trees, bees, and all that. And I noticed how bad the environment was. I'd studied it for for years. And um, then I started wondering, well, what's it doing to people, you know, including me? You know, I mean, I'm a guy that likes to be healthy and happy. And uh, so I turned my attention to that 20 years ago. And I started seeing people in an office where they had made me the the general manager, uh, health director. And um, the owner there took me to nutrition courses with her and I, and she let me work on her patients in between, uh, in between my classes. And I just completely fell in love with the, with the clinical side of the business, you know, seeing Mr. Smith and Mrs. Jones face to face in the office. And they'd all been to like five or eight practitioners already. And I wondered, well, how, how in the heck am I going to help them? You know, I'm just a nutritionist, environmental guy. But I put my research and development skills to work. I mean, I went to work really, really hard. I became a real enthusiast for running lab work on people. And because of the situation there with the doctors, I could run all the labs I wanted. And I did my homework. I mean, I had great mentorship. But I literally, Samantha, I'm known for having run thousands of labs on thousands of people. And figuring out what the missing pieces of the puzzle were in that individual but also came up with what are the commonalities? What are the, the links that seem to be, and the patterns seem to be extant in every client? Because, you know, I'm not a doctor. I didn't want to just run a lab and treat the paper, you know, or sell them some stuff, right. which was would have been easy to do. I wanted to actually really figure out what's wrong and help them fix it. Now, you know, it's many, many years later, and now we teach a course, and because I developed a system, 
but it always still boils back down to, you know, kind of a, a holistic lifestyle medicine kind of a thing, which is very popular now. Uh, we kind of pioneered a lot of it. But um, if you lived yourself into that trouble, you ate yourself into it, you lack of sleep yourself into it, and, and what, you know, uh, stressed yourself into it, right. uh, then you can reverse that every step of the way. You just need someone with a uh, a system to follow and you can reverse just about anything. You can restore health. You can be uh, like you used to be. And in the end, that's what people want. They say, I, I feel like crap. Uh, I don't look or feel the way I want to. And I, and, and it, when you, if you're willing to make those changes, like let us investigate, uh, then we can really help you return, turn it all around. That's amazing. I love that. So I really do want to pick your brain about those labs. But first, before we dive into that, you know, at the time of this recording, all the craziness is going on right now with the coronavirus. We have so many people in our community reaching out and concerned about their immune system and just their health overall. I think that in a time of crisis, this is where people start to really reassess where they've been putting their energy and their priorities. And I've had a lot of people be like, oh my God, I haven't, I haven't really put my health first and now I'm concerned. So you know, I was wondering if we can really dive into just some simple strategies for those who feel maybe a little bit stuck or lost right now in terms of what can they do to really optimize their immune system. And I don't always love using that term like boosting the immune system because that's not yeah. necessarily what we're doing. But yeah, let's dive into that. Well, the first thing you got to start with, it's not just cramming down a bunch of supplements because right. some of those help the next person. They could do nothing for you. They could make another person actually feel worse. So there's two things. One is exposure. This bug that's going around, like like a lot of bugs, you basically <laughs> want to avoid exposure. All the hand washing and countertop wiping and using of elbows and, and all those sort of things, including the social distancing, are effective. Don't get exposed is number one. You know, that goes way back to my environmental days. Don't live in the inner city where you're going to be breathing exhaust fumes all right. the time. You know, I think so exposure is always the number one priority to stop the spread and to not um, have to deal with it yourself. The next thing, obviously, is if you do get exposed is resistance. So you need to build a really good, strong resistance to things. And that comes, you're going to maybe not like this answer, it comes from being really healthy. And, you know, it comes from every cell, tissue, organ, system in your body. Everything's firing on all cylinders. You know, you have proper hormone balance. You have proper immune system, the ability to resist normal bugs, let alone some of these uh, tricky little viruses and things, but just really good resistance. So it's the hormones. It's immune. You need a really good digestive system. You need, in other words, it has to be working really well to break down and absorb the nutrients that you're eating. No sense spending all this money on good, high-quality food if you're not breaking it down and absorbing it. And you have to obviously have a really good detoxification system, starting with, say, the liver, the kidneys, the lymph system, which requires certain lifestyle factors to commit. Your lungs detoxify. Your skin detoxifies. Right. Your colon detoxifies. So you have the idea of hormone, immune, digestion, detoxification. There's things like energy production on a cellular level. You have to fuel the cells really right. And you have to have your autonomic nervous system balanced. You can't be too far sympathetic 
you know, anxiety and nervousness and, and fear and, and all these sorts of things, things that are bothering you. And the parasympathetic, it's actually better now to try to stimulate your parasympathetic so you can rest, right. so you can digest your food and relax and procreate and do things. I just can't wait for 10 months from now when all these uh, COVID babies are going to uh, appear <laughs> I know. You know, from everyone staying at home. You know what's going to happen. It so, is. Yep. So to me, that's a good thing. People are, they're, you know, they're, they're uh, nesting and they're, uh, you know, hopefully uh, realizing what's important in life, which is love, relationships, you know, uh, peace, harmony, working together, cooperation. And especially nowadays with the, again, the avoidance of the, uh, the bug itself, you know. And now when it comes to, so that's a big task. You know, how are you going to do all that? Oh, hormones, right. immune, digestion. You know, for sure. You know, you, there, there are basic principles for living. And I actually think they're better than me saying, take some zinc and some echinacea, you know, and there's, there's antiviral. There's all of these botanicals. There's lots and lots of stuff that will help you just sort of shore up. What you want to do is build kind of a protective wall. It begins again with don't get exposed. Keep everything clean. Use personal hygiene and social distancing, things like that. But then when it comes to this wall, you could build personally rather than just shove down some supplements and you should do that. You got to eat right, really eat good nutritious foods, get all the nutrients. Why well, just pick a couple right? like zinc, you know, well, what about all the other minerals? Right. What about all the vitamins? What about all the antioxidants? What about all the phytonutrients? What about amino acids, which when processed properly, keep you, thinking right and in a good Absolutely. mood, maybe possibly even thinking positively, you know, from every tragedy, every cloud is a silver lining, you know, and I don't want to sound Pollyannic, but something good will come of it. And I, I don't mean to be, you know, uh, lessen the impact of losing your job or, or these very stressful things, but um, there's, there's help or there's help coming. I believe that. Um, I've never depended on the government in my life. Matter of fact, I don't even like the government very much. No form. I don't right. like regulations and, and rules and things. I've spent my life avoiding them. Yeah. <laughs> but here's a, finally a job that, where we actually could use, you know, um, some assistance from a, you know, someone who we're paying to do that job. Right. You know, like we, we've been paying into the government. Let them do their their damn job and help out those that need it right now. And otherwise it's, you know, the collective, uh, you got yourself to take care of. You have to, you, you can't help anyone else if you're not following the program. Right. You know, I mean, I want this to be interactive. I don't mean to hog the stage no, here, but it's wonderful. Does that make sense? That's great. Yeah. I really love that. Thank you so much for that. And it's a really great place to start because I know some people feel really overwhelmed. So that's a really good place to start. So thank you for that. All right. So let's dive into hormones because that's that's what we love talking about over here. And I know so many of the women listening, they're probably so curious with all those thousands of labs that you ran. So before we get into that, you know, let's just talk about hormones in general. Like why are they so important to the body? Well, they're messengers and they're signals that float around the body. That's what the endocrine system does is it it sends out these messengers and wherever there's a, a receptor for that hormone, you get an effect, 
you know, hopefully that's in a healthy person. So, you know, it actually is where my business started. My When I was out there doing the testing, one of the ways I got new people in our office, like I built just a hell of a practice. And it's because I wasn't afraid to go out in the street and work really hard. So I had this bone density testing piece of equipment. Matter of fact, a mutual friend of ours who we just talked about um, mm-hmm. took over my route where I took this machine around and did all this bone density testing. And it was really cool. It was a great way to build a business to meet meet thousands of people. I did it for five years. Wow. And I just and what I did was everybody with a bone density issue, or even if they didn't have one, they wanted to be preventative, be proactive. You know, you want to look at the hormones. Hormones are incredibly important when it comes to bone density. So that was my original connection a long time ago. Then, of course, you see all the threads of where else hormones are really, really, really important. And so... (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) the cat just walked across the screen. Yeah, that's a... (laughs) thing of beauty right there <laughs> so um just just waiting for my dog to come over here and bother me oh so that's so funny that actually looks like an ocelot i'm sorry to interrupt but no it's all good that, that he's doesn't... yeah he's climbing the back of my chair right now so reed and i are on a video but you guys can't see that he's a bangle so they're oh, like oh. mini asian Man, what a n- nice cat sorry yeah <laughs> yeah okay. so oh i didn't know this was not video so well listen you know, back to the story there, I was I was mostly working for women in their, let's say, 40s, but 50s more and 60s. So women, they seem to care more about their health. I mean, they at least pay attention to the owies. You know, men tend <laughs> yes. to ignore it until it gets really bad. No, that's not a good thing. Women live longer, up to four or five years more than men. Why? Because they pay attention to their owies. You know, right. if they're not feeling right and if they're not looking right, you know, they do something about it. Right. And so they take better care of themselves. And so that was my demographic, if you want to call it, my avatar was these women who cared. They were getting this inexpensive bone density test of providing. And ended up that was my step forward on running thousands of labs. I ran thousands of hormone tests on all these women. I found out, well, hormones are important in all kinds of ways. If they're the certain ones you don't want too high, the certain ones you don't want too low. You want them in what's commonly referred to as an optimal level, but it just means healthy, healthy for you. You know, if, and, and we found a lot of women with the stress hormones really high, like really stressed out a lot. And sometimes I couldn't figure out why, but the goal was to figure out why. And it wasn't just their life. The stress hormones affect the sex hormones. So you're testing them both. You're testing the cortisol and the DTA from the adrenals. We also test in the estrogens, the testosterone, the progesterone, right. and we test the sleep hormones too and things like that. So we got this really good picture of what stress has done to you hormonally. For sure. And then again, the threads, the downhill cascade from there just opens up Pandora's box. Next thing you know, they've got digestive issues. And that's what led to all the digestive testing. And then you find out that because of digestive issues, they've got sort of like leaky gut. There's particles coming in the body. They all go through the liver, most of them. So now you've got liver and detoxification issues. So you see how the thread could start with hormones. And that's why I usually start my testing out. But that's just like what's the damage done? You know, how much is left in your tank? What's out of whack? But as far as getting it 
back in shape. It's, it's never about just take this for that. We don't just prescribe hormones or supplements. It's get back to the lifestyle thing. Yeah, absolutely. So after having conducted, you know, thousands and thousands of labs, like what are these common denominators that you're seeing across the board? Obviously there's a big interconnection between everything here, right? You, like you said, you start to see digestive issues being off, detox being off. Like, you know, what are, what are some common denominators that you're constantly seeing? Well, some are just the symptoms. Uh, that's a common tonight. What people show up with, they're tired, fatigued, they're not sleeping well. They could have sinuses and allergies. They could have headaches. They could have moodiness and irritability yep. for no apparent reason. Now, if you're grumpy and you have a reason, that's okay. But if you're <laughs> right. grumpy for no reason, that's, that's not okay. That could be <laughs> different things. Hormones, blood sugar, you know, it could be so many things. But um, so the symptoms, again, the, the, the headaches, the tired, fatigue, your sinuses, allergies, moodiness, irritability, aches and pains, digestive problems, and, and so on. So these are the common denominators. Um, and, and you can, you know, there's these sort of clusters of those symptoms that might indicate it's, you know, sort of like adrenal and sex hormones. It could be thyroid. It could be, you know, ovarian. It could be, you know, there's lots of places to look. And again, I've kind of came up with this ways to take a step back and look at the whole picture if possible. The problem with that, Samantha, as you know, is there's no one lab. You know, most people have already been to a doctor and their blood work looks normal. Hey, everything looks normal. In other words, you're not sick enough yet, but you, you know, right. so if you feel like crap still, well, go do some diet and exercise or I can give you a chill pill. I have so many stories of people feeling bad, nothing on their blood, but their doctor was perfectly willing to write them an antidepressant prescription, thinking that it must be that. Well, that's not the way to handle it in our natural way, you know. So talked about the hormones, you know, stress is a big part of it, the sex hormones, and it's a it's a cascade from there um, in most cases. Yeah, absolutely. So where do you find is often, and this could be a challenging question to answer, but where do you find is really that first place to start? You know, you have somebody that comes to you with like all a host of symptoms, all kinds of hormonal balances. Like what's that first area that you want to dive into and start supporting somebody? There's two ways to look at that. One is just like an onboarding session. You know, what's your main complaint? You know, if, if I had a magic wand, uh, what's the one thing about the way you look or feel that you want to change, that you really want to change? And so if it was migraines, that'd be an obvious one. You know, it's then like, well, gee, that's not normal. How, how often is that occurring? Three times a week? That sucks. Some people are five times a week or more. Right. It's amazing. I've had people with, most of the time they've got their, a pillow over their head in a dark room. You know, there's that type of intensity in these things. And they don't have any relief. They're popping pills and nothing's working, you know. So so we start with the good place to start is with a really good intake and history. And they will include, again, what's your main complaint? One or two things at the most, your main things. Because then I have a target of something I know I can decide through the process. Can I actually help you? So I need to decide, can I help you? So I have to ask you about eight questions and it would involve main complaint. How often it bothers you? How long has it been going on? Some people have been suffering for two, three, four, five, ten years and longer, and it's I progressively know. gotten worse and no one seemed to got to the bottom of it. 
Then there's obviously what have you tried so far? You know, and people will try everything from drugs to various therapies and standing on their head with carrots in their nose. I mean, it, it's just <laughs> unbelievable the number of dead ends that they have tried. And it's because no one is really using a systematic approach to looking upstream and getting to those general things that I found are common in everybody. So I start in my investigation after the, and there's a lot more questions to ask before I decide if I can help you or not. You have to be motivated. You have to have a reason. You know, I, I can't lose. I don't want to lose you because it's not important enough. Some people, believe it or not, if, once you go through, I've had migraines for five years, three times a week, and, and I've tried everything. And, and then I say, well, you know, what, what's the, you know, how are you getting by like that? And they go, well, I get by. Well, that's not a motivated enough person. You can't tell me you get by. You right. got to say this sucks and I want to change it. For sure. You know, and so anyway, after the a long, it's about eight questions. Um, then I can say, look, I, I'd like to help you. I think I can help you. You know, if you have reasonable expectations, so let's work together for three months. And we're going to run some labs and we're going to do some generalized improvement on every cell every tissue, every organ, every system in your the entire organism. Well, I don't, I'm not a doctor. I don't want to pick up, oh, oh it's, it's your digestive system. It's your immune system. It's your, you know, the, I want to work on it all simultaneously. Because what I found, is the other thing I found, besides the way of investigation, it was in what we look for in the labs we run. It's really the general principles of health building will outperform specific treatments. You know, everyone else is like, I'm a this specialist, I'm a that specialist. Well, you know what? That's didn't get the client very far because it isn't just one thing. Right. It's a whole body, whole person approach. There's what the term I coined for it is metabolic chaos. Yes. And that actually becomes the main problem. There's all these things contributing to metabolic chaos, but metabolic chaos is the result of a, of a process of cascading throughout the body. And we've got that handled. We got that sorted out to a very high degree. Yeah. That's a really good term for it. That is really what is, was, what is happening, metabolic chaos. So just going back to these labs, can you dive into what some of these labs are? What are you running? I'd love to hear more about them. Well, labs are constantly uh, coming and going and changing in technology the way they want to look at it. There's a lot of clinic, or pardon me, there's a lot of lab researchers and scientists, and that's great. And they keep coming up with ideas, but hardly any of them, I'd say, uh, they've just never seen a client in their life. They work in mm -hmm. a laboratory. Right. And they never sat in front of Mrs. Jones or Mr. Smith or, you know, this, this couple, you know, and, and, and with their kids, things like that, and seen them face to face and actually had to deal with what I've had to deal with. And that is like, what are the healing opportunities? So most labs are based around treatment options. Like if this is low, they put their whole sort of way of thinking into, if this is low, here's an agent you can use to raise it. Or if this is high, here's an agent you can use to lower it. So that's fine for relief care. Right. And relief care is important. If, if someone's suffering, you might want to do a little relief care. But that means just give them something to make them feel better for now. But that's never been my motivation or intention. Matter of fact, I refer out for this. Well, you know, your doctor will give you some pills for that. But if you want to work on what's really wrong, 
and you're willing to do the investigation and you're willing to do the repair work that needs to be done, right. then I'm your guy. And my that's my whole tribe. I've trained thousands of people how to do this. We have active practitioners using this system. Right. And it's a certification right. process, as you know. So, you know, the idea is most lab work is based on that system of take this for that. And I, I just don't work that way. So I have to choose the labs, whether it's hormonal, we use saliva, we use dried urine. Uh, it could be the immune system. You can use saliva and blood. You can use urine too for that. Um, you you want to look at the uh, digestive system. I like the urine testing and uh, stool testing for that. Um, the digest or the detoxification system. Um, there's some ways to look at how well your liver and these other organs are functioning. Are they congested? And that's not a medical diagnosis. You're not looking for cirrhosis or hepatitis, some liver disease. You're looking at right. it's like a vacuum cleaner bag that's full. You know, um, well, everyone knows that when you when the vacuum cleaner bag is full, it, it doesn't work as good. It's not sucking up. You're going over stuff. And when you see you put a new bag in, it's like a new vacuum cleaner. Now it's working good. It's filtering the way it's supposed to. Right. So this is our approach. It's looking for the healing opportunities. So that's how I look at the lab work. And we use saliva, urine, blood stool. We just, we have a way of looking at it. So there, and there's some labs that cater to our way of thinking. Some don't. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I in my practice, labs are just so incredibly important. And as the saying goes, test, don't guess. So <laughs> lately, I've been hearing a lot, and something I'm starting to dive into myself is more gut testing and being able to offer that to a lot of our clients as well. And I would love to hear you really explain a little bit more about stool testing and some of the things that you're looking for and why this has such a big impact overall on hormones. Yeah, well, everything is connected to everything else, and these are intimately connected. I'll say starting, if you want to go way back upstream with the stress factor, you know, cortisol, which is your stress hormone, basically, you have adrenaline hormone kicks in to support that. And now you've got uh, cortisol. Actually, there's a, re you know, it's a good anti-inflammatory. It's a painkiller. It uh, helps you increase your blood sugar so that you've got energy to fight or flight. You know, it's part of that fight flight mechanism, keeps your brain active and um, things like that. But it shuts down other things, including the immune system. It, it really shuts down the secretory IgA. So that's an immune a part of your gut immunity, if you will. It's the most abundant immunoglobulin in the body, and it's really important that you don't shut that down. So if you're stressed out all the time and you're, and you're, and you're shutting that down, well, then guess what's going to happen? This idea of balance between good bacteria and bad bacteria, the bad bacteria have a chance to kind of overwhelm or overgrow. You're just out of balance. Right. And this describes in a way how the our practitioners, our, our health coaches, the FDN practitioner, look at things. It's really more how do we get it back in balance? What's out of balance? How do you get it back in balance? Because if you don't get it back in balance, what happens with this biosis, this bad bacteria, is you're not breaking down absorbing food very well. Then it affects digestion. Then you, the immune system kicks in higher and starts looking for other bugs. And sure enough, they come down the pike. Now you've weakened your immunity at that point, And maybe now parasites, worse bacteria, you know, not the normal commensal stuff, but worse bacteria can come along. Fungus has come along. 
viruses can come along. Now, these can cause biofilms, and they just start to slowly over time reduce your immunity, and then you end up with this permeability, like leaky gut. Everyone's kind of heard of that now. Right. But I would say that a lot of it starts with that stress and suppression of the secretory AJ or antibiotics. They just flat out kill the, the good and the bad and everything, and the bad sometimes will come back uh, in excess, and you'll be out of balance. And so there's labs for all of that. That's so fascinating. I love that. Yeah, I'm in the process of, I keep saying it. I'm like, I keep doing, I want to do my GI map test. I've been saying that for months and months now and I and I have it here and I just, I just need to finally do it. But um, I know that's just kind of like the next step on my healing journey is diving into more testing and just kind of getting deeper to, you know, to the root cause. So thanks for sharing that. That's really great. So going back to hormones, you know, what, there's obviously so many things here and so many areas to look at from detoxification and gut health and whatnot. You know, what are some natural things that we can start to include to really balance out our hormones? Well, I mean, it it really is. um, If you want to take this for that approach, you know, I'm not not the best person. I mean, look, when again, there's this idea of relief care. Yes. So we look at hormones, the stress hormones, the sex hormones, melatonin, these different things. And we can always recommend this will get you by for now. For you sure. know, there's there's actually there's hormone drops. There's natural bioidentical hormone drops that people can use. Right. There's also supplements. You know, you want to use supplements to support the adrenals, for instance. There's there's the adaptogens. Yep. They're good whether your cortisol's high or low. There's glandulars. There's the B vitamins. There's different ways and different theories on it. So you can support the organs themselves. But what's more important than diet, for instance? You know, eating wholesome food on a regular basis and actually sitting, taking a few minutes to sit down and eat it, de-stressing, and then making sure you're breaking it down, digesting and absorbing it. So, you know, you're made of food. You know, when you were born, they gave you food and you grew because (laughs) they gave you food. Yeah. If they didn't give you food, you wouldn't grow. You wouldn't. So we're made of (laughs) we're made of food. Matter of fact, we're made mostly of meat. At least I am. You know, so you have to really eat right, and you got to fuel the cells too. So you're made of food, and that food is also fuel for all cells for all functions in your body. They depend on food. So, you know, you asked about hormones, but you could ask about anything and I would have given you the same, same answer. Yeah, start, right. with, start with diet. So I use what's called metabolic typing diet. It's just a way to look at your, your genetic background. Everyone knows nowadays that ancestral dieting is probably the way to go. But which, which ancestors do you have? Um, now with the world the way it is, it's so... Um, you know, travel is so easy and has been for roughly 10,000 years or more, you know, like people just get around. So there's a lot of mixed ancestral diets. So you got to use a little technology for that to find out which one are you more likely to do well with, you know, and basically, you know, you have to fuel the cells, protein, fat, carbs, get the ratios right. That'll give cells the energy they need to do their job. And as we all know, you don't have to teach a cell what its job is. It already knows. There's an innate intelligence in each cell. And so I always start there. And then, you know, the rest, the exercise, the stress reduction, the supplementation, wherever you want to go with that, 
Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. And I totally agree. It's all those foundational strategies that matter regardless, you know, whether your hormones are out of balance or not, you know, those foundational strategies are what going to take you the farthest. So just going back to nutritional principles here, like what is it that you really abide by? Is there something specific that you feel is a best sort of diet? I know that everybody is so bio-individual, but from, you know, working with thousands of people, is, is there something that you've really seen across the board that tends to work best? Yeah, I mean, if you take a baseline person who's well hydrated and has good digestion and a good detoxification system, and they're well rested, and they um, also know how to move their bodies, they exercise and things like that, then uh, food or nourishment, just think of it as nourishment. You're going to nourish or nurture every cell, tissue, and organ. And that may today also, the, the, one of the beautiful things is there are supplements that can make up the difference from what's not in food anymore. Food's pretty low quality these days. Even organic food doesn't have that much extra nutrition. It just doesn't have, you, you eat organics to avoid pesticides, herbicides, rodenticides, right. and these kind of things. But as far as nourishment goes, you need to eat the right combination of proteins, fats, and carbs. It's called the macronutrient. And those ratios are really critical in terms of producing energy. Right. If you get a cell producing energy at the right rate and quality and quantity, it will do its job better. If you're eating too much carbs, for instance, you know, you've diminished the energy production on a cellular level and it won't do its job as well. And it gets dysfunctional and your body starts to compensate for that. And now you've got all these imbalances and things, whether, you know, regardless of what the system that cell is in, but cells know if they're a muscle cell, they know if they're a brain cell, they know if they're an adrenal or ovary cell, or it might be a bone cell. And they're just sort of begging to be nourished and fueled in the right way. And so that protein, fat, and carb ratio can be determined through a metabolic typing test. At least it's a place to start. You're, you're more protein and fat, less pro somewhere in the middle. There's right. you get the general area. And then this is a great tip for the viewers or listeners. Uh, once you get that, you can play with it to fine tune it, like the old-fashioned yes. radio dial where you used to have to dial till it sounds really good. And you'd always go past it a little and then back off to where it sounded perfect. So fueling your cells feels like that. You can fine-tune your energy, your sense of well-being, and your sense of satiation or satisfaction from that meal. So an hour, if you eat the right combination of protein, fat, and carbs, and they're the right proteins, fats, and carbs, it's a different subject, but you, you get that ratio right, then an hour and a half or two hours after eating, you shouldn't be having any cravings. You should be That's fully right. satiated. So yeah. satiety, it's a, it's a major um, marker for a good meal uh, that you're eating right, satiation. Then energy production. You should feel like you're doing something. A comp, you, know, you shouldn't be on the sofa wondering what the hell is going on. You should be out there doing something. Whether it's work, you have enough energy to do work to get through to the next fuel stop maybe lunch. You shouldn't be losing your energy. I know that when I'm lacking in energy, I just eat. I just put more fuel in the tank and I'm fine. I know what the right fuel mixture is. If I'm low in energy, I haven't eaten. You know, And so it's that sense of satiation. It's that energy level. And believe it or not, 
a sense of well-being should go along with being well-nourished. It should nourish your brain as well. You should have the uh, amino acids being uh, digested and absorbed, which, you know, create the basis for your neurotransmitters, which are the sort of feel-good things in your head. Right. And so those, those three areas are your own personal measurements. They're, you can write down how much energy you have, how much uh, what, what your level of satiety or satiation is, and, and how you feel. And again, all things being equal, you're well-rested, you exercise your hormone immune digestion, you know, those things are working pretty good. Um, then, then food can be used to measure uh, how well you're doing. That's wonderful. And I, I really love how you point to the cellular health because I don't think a lot of people see it in that way. Um, and that everything that we are essentially doing is, is, is about supporting that cellular health. So I appreciate you pointing to that. Um, I wanted to go back to bioidenticals because you just mentioned it really briefly. And with hormones, Obviously, bioidenticals can serve a role. And I would just be curious to really know your take on this. I know a lot of women are confused about bioidenticals. I feel that a lot of women reach a point with their health where their hormones are just completely depleted and supplementation is just really not going to be that thing that's going to move the needle. And so that next option might be bioidentical treatment. So maybe for somebody who's listening that is trying to navigate whether they need to start on bioidenticals or not, you know, what, what can you really say to that? Well, the, the first thing I'd say is it might depend on how old you are, you know, because people who are really old generally can always benefit and will feel much better and function better and just be happier and, and even healthier if they're using some kind of natural the augmentation, there, there's things that happen when you get past a certain age. But until then, it should be pretty darn good. Like if you're needing that at 35 or 45 before you've gone through menopause, then there's probably something wrong. There's probably something you could do other than just use it as a Band-Aid. Right. So, you know, you have to put that caveat in there. I used to, in a clinic, I'd see women 38 and 39 going through early menopause. It's all stress related. There's no, that's not right. That's not normal. And no one should tell you it's normal. And I had women come to me at 42 and 44 who were being told because of all the problems they're having hormonally and think that they should just have a hysterectomy and that it was normal, you know, which is, I think, garbage, in my opinion, personal opinion. I'm not a physician. And, you know, there might be a reason to get it, you know, if you got something really going on, something cancerous or irreparable or, you know, things like that. But, but um, just so generally those bioidentical hormones can be very useful, especially in older people who are, probably aren't going to get back to the youthful production. Right. But if you are, or if you're in an age group where you're supposed to have youthful production or quote unquote normal, and, and you're being told that the, that the only solution is, this hormone replacement, then I think you should probably consider it a very temporary state to be in. Like, go ahead and use it temporarily to feel better. I, I'm okay with that. Really, right. there's nothing wrong with it. Right. But if you want to fix it, you got to look upstream and look at all the contributors to the metabolic chaos that resulted in those set of symptoms. Absolutely. And the yes. low hormones. There's a reason that you're producing that those numbers on the paper and just tweaking the paper doesn't make you healthier. 
Yeah, absolutely. And this is why it's so important to do bio-individual work with a practitioner so that you can really get that customization. Because like I said, we're all bio-individual, right? We're all so different and you need somebody to really take this full picture of, of your health and kind of map it all, map it all out for you and, and put a real plan in place for you. So I'd love to learn more, or just really our listeners would probably love to learn more about FDN, Functional Diagnostic Nutrition, and what that's all about. We probably have a lot of listeners here who are thinking about going that route into nutrition and coaching. And um, I know all about your program and it's fantastic. So if you can share with our listeners what that's all about. Yeah, well, thanks for that. And it's a highly systematized way of looking at what's really wrong, looking upstream. We call it detective work or health detective work. We run labs. Now, obviously, as I said, you start with a good investigation. You, I mean, it, you know, uh, onboarding session, getting to know a person and see if you really think you could help them. Are they in a state of mind for it? Are they prepared to do the work and things like that? And is it something that you feel comfortable with? Some people come to you and they really need a referral to a doctor. Right. Or a psychiatrist or, you know, I mean, just it, it, like, go see a chiropractor or something first, then come. To me. So you really have to be careful and onboard people who you really think you can help. And but once you do, you know, game on. It's an investigative system and it's step by step. We look at hormone immune digestion detoxification with the metabolic typing diet. We look also look at energy production and autonomic balance. That's a mouthful. That's a lot of things. And if you can just identify the healing opportunities in those areas that's step one then you apply the general principles of health building that requires corrective diet rest exercise stress reduction and supplementation right. we don't have our own brand or anything like that but we know a lot about supplements and what could boot you know sort of support For stimulate sure. yeah. and otherwise just substitute what's missing in food so you, you figure out the healing opportunities in those areas, the H-I-D-D-E-N, and then you look at the, you apply the DRESS principles, D-R-E-S-S, diet, rest, exercise, stress reduction, and supplements. And stress reduction is huge. That's often an ongoing, part of the ongoing coaching process, which is step three. So step one, identify the healing opportunities. Step two, create the program for each individual. And step three is run the program, you know, <laughs> minimum 90 days. Someone has to actually do the work. And, and that's where a good coach can help a person identify what they need to work on, uh, set the goals. And then more important than anything is planning, you know, how are you going to achieve those goals? There's nothing that will, you know, um, frustrate a person more or, or be, you know, more significant in their failure than failure to plan you, you know, and so we, we help people with the 90 day plan. And then, and there's a reassessment. There's like, okay, how are we doing? And everyone's doing better, but the, you know, but he, all healing can't occur in 90 days. So right. you, you've taught the person, the principles and as much as they need after that. And there's always a chance to retest. There's also some cases get a little stuck where you want to do some additional, more advanced testing. For sure. Amazing. And so where can our listeners go to learn more about that? Well, actually, I, I want to look at the special link we we created. I yeah, think we'll it's, we'll uh, share it in our show notes for everybody. So even if yeah, we don't have the link yeah, yet, we can put it in the show notes. Uh, okay. Yeah, there's, there's a special link for you guys. We like to 
know where people are coming from is not so random, you know, and, and that sort of a thing. So thank you for that. No really problem. Yeah. We'll be sure to put it in the show notes and everybody can go access it there to learn more. So before I let you go, I'm so curious to know about your personal health routine as the health expert that you are. I would love to get a day-to-day look of what that looks like for you. I'm going to seem pretty boring to you because <laughs> I go to bed. I, I can't wait to get in bed at nine o'clock every night. Wow. I love just time to go to bed. It's like eight 30. I start making sure my kitchen's clean and, and stuff. And then I'm, you know, my office is tidied up a little bit. I've answered the last email or, or not, you know, just let it go. I've eaten my dinner, you know, right. and I, I do cook my own meals. I, I love this thing. Now I've been using sun basket. Everyone oh. look up sun. It's just, they ship you these, these pack and you do, and you get to cook though. It takes like about 20 minutes to make each meal Amazing. and you actually cook your own food. Anyway, I can't wait to get to bed. I, I mean, most people say start in the morning. I start with going to bed on time and I listen, <laughs> I, love it. I listen, I listen, I listen to sad guru and my other, my other just tapes, you know, I fall asleep with them on and, and, you know, I usually will wake up pretty early. Of course I go, you go to bed early. I wake up early and I can, depending on how the week has been going, I might want to go back to sleep. I might want to get up and work. So I, I'm known to get up at four o'clock in the morning most of the time and and go downstairs. I do have a bulletproof coffee, and then I might get on my treadmill and making sure I'm getting my blood flowing really good and work on my legs. For me, building my legs up it keeps you really healthy. Your legs are the biggest muscles, and you want to really work them out hard. It helps yeah. you burn calories during the day. So you get up, and you know I don't I don't always eat breakfast. Most of the time, I just have a shake. But I put all my goodies in it. You know, I work for a couple hours and then I'm putting all of my stuff. I have all these things, you know, for health and immune and digestion and for man stuff, you know, and, and things like that. I love, <laughs> I love, I love my shake. I use uh, protein. I use fresh berries, you know, or fresh frozen berries and things like that. So it's really a delicious shake. And I work. I work really hard. And I, I take breaks. I mean, today, this isn't my only podcast. I have three live appearances today, including this one, um, wow. post-grad interviews. I had my summit meeting. I had a staff meeting and I have a, um, my registration team meeting. Yesterday I had eight meetings. Monday I had nine, nine appointments. So, you know, I work hard. So, so I can choose around, you know, if you start at four and by four o'clock in the afternoon, you're off, you're off early. Of course. <laughs> Well, yeah. that's what you yeah. consider early. Well, early. And, you know, does, does, I take breaks in the day. I take I take a couple breaks to go outside and work in my yard. So if that's you want good. to know, um, my hobby is my yard and, and plants. I've planted over 2,000 plants on my property. I have three and a half acres on a lake. It's really beautiful and quiet. But, you know, I have to worry about the water, um, my pool. And, you know, there's a lot of, main, lot of maintenance to do. For sure. And, um you know, feed the dog and the neighbor's dog too. That's awesome. Well, that sounds great. And I mean, you are working hard, but you're also doing a really great job of supporting your your health and recognizing the importance of sleep and, you know, all those things. So that's great. Yeah. I tell you, I, I mean, I'm all for natural everything, but I, I, I'll see a doctor if I need to for my eyes. You know, I mean, I had to have my eyes done. Uh, I've had a couple surgeries from sports injuries. I was really, really hard on my body, Samantha. I wrestled jujitsu till I was well over 60. 
and uh, you know i was surfing and skiing i love still love snow skiing i'm a good good skier i ride a motorcycle three to five times a week too if i get the chance to get up and stuff so you know it's i have a very active life that's wonderful awesome well thanks for sharing that with us i always love to hear a little bit about everybody's routine and where can our listeners get in touch with you and find you yeah the best way go to that go to that fdn.today slash healthy hormones fdn.today slash healthy hormones and that'll be a, a lovely way for people to get in touch with us okay awesome great well thank you so much reed for your time today i really appreciate it incredibly insightful i'm sure we will have you back and um we'll touch base soon thanks so much for being here good job very proud of you and what you're doing samantha so keep it up thank you i appreciate that I hope you enjoyed our episode today with Reed Davis. If you are interested in diving into the world of functional diagnostic nutrition and would like to be a certified coach yourself, and you want to dive into root causes and treat clients and learn lab testing, the Functional Diagnostic Nutrition Certification Program is where it is at. I enrolled in the program two years ago myself. Still need to finish it, FYI, but it really is world-class and learning from Reed and his team, they are really fantastic. So head on over to fdn.today forward slash healthy hormones to learn more about the certification program. You can also head on over to holisticwellness.ca forward slash episode 101 to dive into all the show notes from today, grab our links, and as well as the discount codes that I mentioned earlier in the episode. And that's it, guys. Thanks so much for being here. I'll connect with you all next week. Stay safe, stay healthy, take care.